Your action is misleading users due to false or misleading information in its description or conversational dialogue. Thank you for choosing Actions on Google. We are sorry to inform you that your app has been rejected. One, your app facilitates transactions without implementing the Transactions API. Please note that any app completing transactions, paid or non-paid, must use the Transactions API. That's the feedback we've been getting for the past six times we've submitted our app, VoiceTryCleaner.com, on the Google Assistant. We have not gotten any additional information or clarification, despite the fact that each submission we have changed and tried to address the feedback of the previous submission. While we appreciate feedback, it's a great part of one of our core principles of iterative games. One of the big parts of iterative games is that we're able to act on the feedback. And with feedback that is the exact same every single time despite our changes, it makes it very hard for us to understand what specifically the Actions on Google team has an issue with and how we can resolve it. So the purpose of this podcast episode is to find help in overcoming this Actions on Google feedback. We're going to go about that by talking about our current implementation, the current problems that we're facing, as well as possible solutions of Google Transactions plus Jovo uh, Voice App Framework. First off, talking about our current problem. So we're getting feedback and we're messaging the Actions on Google team. They uh, think that we have not implemented Actions on Google. Originally, we didn't, and that's why we talked with uh, our partners, Jovo. Jovo is the biggest and best open source platform for cross-platform voice app development. One back-end code base builds out both Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant, and last month they started rolling out Google Transactions. On February 13th, they released the work in progress for Google Transactions, and on March 5th, Jovo officially released Google Transactions support. After we submitted the app with Google Transactions implemented, we got more and more feedback, which was what we started this episode off with. Now let's get into the problem that we're facing right now and the solutions I think that we can pursue to press past these barriers. The current problem is is, uh, we got feedback, more specific feedback by appealing the decision. They sent us a screenshot, the actions on Google team, sent us a screenshot of them testing their code And at a certain point in the app, after they have confirmed that the purchase works uh, with Google, Google then flashes on their screen, further action is required. That is a quote that was thrown in during the Jovo implementation. And what that signifies is that the customer has not added Google Pay to their Google Home account. Again, what the further action is required means is that the customer, the customer, not the app itself, the customer has not added Google, um, their Google Pay information to their account. So, that being said, I see us being able to overcome that barrier in two ways. But first, let me stay with the happy path is. The happy path for our customers are that they've already shopped using Google Pay in the past. They've already made a transaction. So when they go and they use our application by saying, okay, Google, talk to voicedrycleaner.com, when they go through and complete their order, Google already has their payment info, so there is no further action required. Your Google Pay info is already entered. For customers that haven't added Google Pay, right now it pops up, further action is required on their screen. And from a customer perspective, there's no real direction for them to go. Okay, further action is required. What is that action? How can I resolve that action? Uh, And then the conversation just ends, so our app just kind of leaves them hanging, not really understand what to do. 
I see us as having two options to move forward uh, for the next iteration to hopefully resolve this issue. But again, based off of the feedback we're resolving from Google, we have really no idea if this change that we're thinking about is even the choke point of the problem or if we're just going to submit this and they're going to give us the exact same feedback again. Um, Despite that, here's our two options. Option one, we change further action is required to read, please add payment info in the Google Home app. That way customers know, okay, I need to go inside of the Google Home app and add my payment details. Um, And then they'll know how to correct the information so that they can get back to the happy path where Google Pay is already added in. The pros of this solution are that we guide users towards our happy path and we are also hopefully fulfilling Google's expectations of telling customers how they can add their Google Pay information in. The cons of this are that we leave our order incomplete. We're directing our consumers not only away from our own application, but we're directing them towards a screen interaction, which is uh, something that we try to avoid. We want to help customers communicate screenlessly, and when you have to enter in your payment details on a touch screen, that kind of works against our mission. And also it adds friction to our customer experience. When a customer is told, hey, uh, you're incorrect, or you've forgotten something, or you've missed a step, uh, it's just adding friction to reduce their ability to complete the action or their intention, which was to have their dry cleaner be able to pick up their laundry just by asking their Google devices. The second option, the second option to overcome this barrier, which is the further action is required, uh, being a failed implementation of Google Transactions API. We changed the phrase, further action is required, to say, your order has been placed. Here's a dry cleaning tip for you. And we just go ahead and place the order without actually trying to charge them. So that way, if customers have added in their Google Pay information, the happy path works and the order is placed using their Google Transactions information with Google Pay. If they haven't added in the information, rather than adding the friction and trying to get them to add in their Google Pay information, we just say, okay, well, the customer didn't have their information in, but we already have all the information we need to place the order with the dry cleaner. So here, we'll place the order. We're not going to tell them how to add in Google Transactions information. And uh, that is like a partial implementation of that. So those are some solutions that we have. Um, I think that what is in need what we need a voice first needs a relationship with people that are working to build this type of technology um we just keep trying things and are only submitting them and having them reviewed and then getting minimal feedback um you know people have we've had several people review our app and one person said that we need to change instead of being a uh, worldwide application we only service the United States and we changed that and, obvi- and it was then denied again and so we are you know making these little changes but I think what we need is a in-depth review from someone that knows what they're doing um, some of the solutions that we were trying to do to solve this and get Google transactions working was posting in the Google Plus forum that we use or that uh, all the Google developers use. Um, Google Plus is ending on April 2nd. So that's migrating to our Google Actions dev um, on uh, Reddit. So we posted in there and then an awesome Googler uh, responded to us. But the response was that, you know, why are we using transactions in an uh, action that doesn't require payment? Uh, and the reason being because Google told us to, and you know, we're not angry. We're just like, there's just a lot of people all on different pages and we are just trying to start to drive a conversation, 
um, of people getting into the same, uh, you know, mind space. Um, another thing that we've done to reach out to Google is to email the people who most recently pushed to the GitHub of Google, uh, of Dialogflow, uh, Google Transactions. I forget what the exact uh, link is, but we'll put that in the description. Um, and so we've been emailing them. We haven't received a response. Hopefully we can get on a phone call with them. Um, we're going to provide this podcast to them so that they can kind of get into our mind space and get what we're doing. Um, I think like a good question for me to ask you, Pat, is what else have we done to try to um, get Google transactions to work? I know we we led the charge with Jovo is the framework that we use, and we've led the charge um, to get, I mean, we couldn't have done it without them, but we were the ones that were like kind of pushing them to get it done and uh, move the needle. So what else have we done to push Google Transactions implementation in uh, Jovo and build a relationship with Google? We originally messaged, you can hear one of the previous episodes, we got on a call with Renato down in Brazil. He is working with a company that is partnered with Google Brazil, and we saw that he had an application that had implemented the Google Transactions. So we recorded a podcast episode, you can scroll down in your podcast app and hear that one. Renato, thank you, you've given us a lot of help and you were one of the first people that helped us to understand how we could add Google Transactions in. We took some of Renato's code and we added it into our app and tried to submit it that way. And that's what led uh, the beginnings of the integration with the Jovo platform. Renato, as well as Alex and Jan from Jovo, have all been now integrating Google Transactions into the Google uh, app. Once we added in Google Transactions, we tried submitting it and we got the feedback that it didn't work. And when I checked in the app, I then found that I was getting the further action is required error. So then I figured out that that meant that I needed to add the payment details in. So once I added in my payment details, I realized, oh wait, Google Transactions is working. Why did our app get denied? So I changed around a couple dialogues and we put it in. Then they said they still didn't see transactions. So we thought, huh, I wonder if we need to just move the presentation of the Google Transactions API earlier into our application. So we, we actually removed a couple interactions so that way the receipt that gets displayed on our customers' devices that shows them this is the amount you're being charged, uh, this is the receipt for the order that you're receiving, this is the address we're going to deliver to, this is the card we're going to charge from, that's all the info that Google Pay provides us with the Google Transactions API. We moved that screen earlier into the rea- interaction so that way the actions on Google Team could see that the receipt was there earlier on because we thought okay, maybe Google's just ending the, uh, maybe they're just ending it, the interaction before they're getting to the page. So we tried to move it forward so that way Google could see, no, we are inter- implementing actions on Google. Uh, but they're, they're still saying that it's not implemented. So my next thought is change the further action is required. Something else we did was try to talk to anyone at Google as possible. So um, how did... Google initially reach out to you. They like Pat just had an interview with Google yesterday. Um, how did they initially reach out to you, and what were we kind of trying to do there, with uh, as far as 
recon for the uh, Google Transactions mission. From yesterday? Yeah. Uh, Google reached out to me uh, wanting me to start engineering on one of their teams. Like, how did they find you? I don't actually know. They, they reached out to me via email. Probably LinkedIn then. Yeah, a lot of people find, find us... The biggest two ways that people find me are on LinkedIn or from my virtual handshake. A lot of startups find my video on my virtual handshake, which is me talking at a camera, talking about my experience and the company we're running. Uh, but we got on a call with a guy named Tim, and we're talking with Tim about he's, he's not only a Googler, but also running his own company on the side, uh, targeted at veterans and, and helping them. We talked with Tim for a while, and uh, it seems like the, the recruiters aren't... Um, Recruiters have different roles and different aspects scattered across the United States. And Tim specifically was focused on certain teams. He was focused on the Google search team, the Google ads team, the Google daydream team, mobile and security. None of those had to do anything with voice. And I was talking to him a little bit about how we could get some help with actions on Google with some of the problems we've been facing as a company. And he said, well, as a recruiter, I'm not supposed to uh, give info. So the best thing that I can recommend is that you go and find other actions on Google or Google Assistant developers on LinkedIn. He said, go on to LinkedIn, look for actions on Google developers and try to find help that way. Um, no offense, Tim, but I think there are more efficient ways than just trying to find random people on LinkedIn to get me to help. So I appealed the decision by clicking a link and getting support from the Google support team. And they are actually much more helpful. They have been sending me screenshots and giving me feedback. So we're now talking with, we have two different support tickets and they're both providing us help in different ways. The first support ticket has helped us to understand that we have not fully implemented uh, the, our entire app for worldwide use. One of the support tickets is coming out of Ireland. So when they test our app, they are using an Ireland phone number and an Ireland account in Ireland location. Just totally different context than what I have when we are testing here in the United States. So in Ireland, the phone numbers work a little bit differently. So the phone numbers actually, while they get accepted in U.S. phone numbers, we have not learned how to accept phone numbers from Ireland yet. So getting that feedback, we eliminated the 214 countries checkbox that is by default how your Google app is published. By default, your Google app is published in all 214 countries that Google Assistant is available. We narrowed it down to try to do the simplest thing that could possibly work by only checking the USA where we have verified that the app works along with Google Transactions. So we're plugging along that route of trying to get our Irish friends from Google to help us debug this application. The other application from Pilar, Pilar is helping us to understand the further action is required side. He sent us screenshots that said, hey, um, I am implementing, I'm trying to test out your app, but I'm getting this further actions as required. Now, what Pilar said is that there are two ways to implement physical good transactions. There's either one where, they, where we implement Google Pay. Option two is a merchant managed payment of physical goods. We're doing the former. We're using Google Pay. And the only prerequisite of using Google Pay in our application is that we need our customers to already have some credit card details on file with Google Pay. Now, if we were using a merchant managed payment system, like if we already had payments in our own API or we had a non-supported uh, credit card, what's it called? Credit card transactor, not Stripe. We're using Stripe. So Stripe is supported on Google Pay. Uh, if we weren't using Stripe, we might want to use merchant managed, but the downside of using a merchant managed 
transactions on Google API is that you need customers to sign in using your account, using OAuth, and then you also need to implement account linking. And that right now is added friction to us, so it's, it's simpler and easier and faster for us to implement Google Pay. So again, what we need to do with Google Pay is we have to make sure that our customers have credit card details already on file with Google Pay, which they can do by going to the settings page of the Google Home application. So that's where we're at with our two teams right now that we are getting support from with uh, actions on Google. Right now, the biggest question on my mind is, where is the issue lying in that our app is getting denied? Because from our perspective, the app works perfectly and and everybody, well, and all the devs on our team, the app seems to work perfectly. But for some reason, for the actions on Google team, it's not. So we're trying to figure out who is the issue with. Is it is it with us? That's that's what we're looking at first, is that the issue is with us and the bug's somewhere in our code. And we're trying to figure out how we can debug it. Option two is that the issue might be with the Jovo framework, and that's why we're trying to keep them in the loop and keeping them updated on the issues that we're facing, because maybe there's an issue with the framework, with the Jovo framework, that by communicating with that team, we can overcome the barrier. And the third person that this issue might be with may be with the Google team. Google might just not be checking our app in the right way, or they might not be delivering feedback in the right way. So that's why we are appealing the decision on the Google side to try to overcome all three of the different places that the barrier may be occurring, to try to press through with any of these barriers to overcome them and to get our app approved. I think it might be that they don't know how to use the app. So someone that built the app knows how to navigate it. Maybe we can take a video of Samir or I or Pat doing what we want the Google team to do and then they can see how it's supposed to be used and then maybe also give us feedback on the UI um, because maybe it's just a UI issue where they just don't understand how to navigate the app and we can also maybe draw up a quick wireframe or a, a binary tree or whatever where you know the decision that what you have uh, Google asking and then what the user can respond with etc to navigate through the app maybe that would uh, reduce friction remove barriers for them the goal of this episode is to find help overcoming our actions on Google feedback and get voicetrycleaner.com published on Google Assistant so it can be accessed by the billion plus devices that currently have actions on Google enabled that being said if you think that you can provide help please please let us know um, voicefirsttech at gmail.com shoot us an email or you can text or call me directly 650-761-0856 is my phone number um, just say hey it's so and so and I think I can help you with uh, Google transactions So with Spot POS, they're the first dry cleaning software company that we are integrating with. Um, first, we reached out to the owner and our industry expert provided us with that information. And then after a few emails and calls um, and a little bit of trust building, resume sending, etc., cetera, uh, slide deck sharing, uh, Spot granted us access to one cleaners API key and we've been using that, Dublin Cleaners in Columbus, Ohio. Um, we built out a couple features, and Pat is going to tell us about what he did on the engineering side. 
we started with an API key, which allowed us to authenticate with SpotPOS API. They have some amazing documentation at developer.spotpos.com. If you go there, you can find all of their REST API calls, as well as a download to Postman, uh, which allows you to make all of the database calls and index through them for testing purposes very easy. Mark then set us up with a customer account that was on a test route, so that way we could place pickup requests that would get scheduled onto a manifest that was not going to surprise any of his actual drivers with the testing we were going to be doing. So after integrating the pickup request, uh, it was kind of a three-step process. First, we authenticate, then we uh, create or log in a customer, and then we send the pickup request. Now, after testing that, we can change up that third step, the step of placing the pickup request with notify arrival, which is something I'm going to be building out today, is so that our customers can say, Alexa, uh, let Dublin cleaners know that I'm on my way. And then using the Spot POS API, we just have to send an authentication token followed by a customer login, which allows for the unique identification of our customers. And then we can pass in the first name of the customer, uh, optionally their last name if they provide it, as well as their phone number. And we can send all of that to let the dry cleaner know through the Spot POS API that the customer is on their way. Which So that means if the dry cleaner has some laundry or some dry cleaning, uh, the dry cleaner can have that ready using uh, Alexa Auto, which is actually where a lot of the use from Amazon Alexa is coming from, and one of the biggest use cases for voice in general is in the car. So to allow people who are in the car on their way to your store to let them know that they're on their way is going to help you as a business owner to be more prepared for that customer to provide them a magical customer experience. Uh, after we add in that notify arrival intent, we're going to release it. Uh, I just added in some staging for our platform, so that way we can isolate the local dev branch uh, our cloud dev branch that we can test on devices and share in beta, as well as a production environment, which provides us just one more layer of protection in our apps than we had before. So we have one more layer of unit testing before production, thanks to the help of our partner company, Jovo. So I'm going to be releasing the notify arrival intent uh, from my local branch onto dev. So you guys can start testing that if you would like. Uh, Mark, I would love if Mark's listening to this. So yeah, that he... you know, I do. Okay, so that... Um, you, you try it out and you can see how it works and you can see if you like it or not. Also, uh, Jovo is a framework that we use like that is, uh, allows us to deploy to Alexa and Google at the same time. We influence what they build. So we were very hard pushing on Google transactions. Um, they were having a hard time getting that to work, which that means people can pay through their Google Home. Um, and so us integrating with Spot POS, we are by far the most advanced company um, as far as like industry penetration goes that use the framework. So we are kind of influencing them with business decisions um, where most other people are just using it to build, you know, they're just a dev that is in college and they're building just a fun app for a project where we are building a company behind this. So, we're not chumps. Some of the other integrations that we are probably going to start adding in. So the one that I was just talking about is Notify Pickup. It's one of the endpoints in the customer uh, connect API. 
inside of the customer section. The other stuff that we can do is like have a customer check their email, look up their address. We can allow the customers to get the details or get any coupons that the store has. So they can ask Alexa, uh, ask Dublin Cleaners what kind of coupons they have, and we can use the Spot POS API to retrieve those pieces of information so they don't have to go somewhere else to add it. It's just, it just becomes accessible in one more place on Amazon Alexa. They can get their card balance if they have gift cards. They can redeem gift cards. So we could even do gift cards through the Spot POS API uh, using voice so that customers could order gifts using their voice for other people or to just use those gift cards. Um, look up if any referrals exist. Customers could even send feedback to the store, it looks like. Anything that you guys give us access to with the, with the API, we can integrate through voice. Um, and then we can figure out the best way to do that. But this is great. I'm ready to add, yeah. Um, so right now we have two versions. We have the version that Pat is building, integrating with you guys. We have another version that is just the cleaner's name, and then it says, do you want to pick up and delivery? And then the customer fills out their phone number and address, and then it sends a text message to the cleaner or an email to the cleaner. Now, an improvement upon this lower version is the problem that we would solve with it also is that Brian says that many of his customers do not know that they do pickup and delivery or you know no one knows that they do pickup and delivery the solution is that they have a voice skill advertisement you know Dublin cleaners you know launch Dublin cleaners on Alexa and there that person can take advantage of the free delivery and add themselves to a Monday, Thursday manifest or a Tuesday, Friday manifest. Um, and it's just basically a free delivery plus we have an Alexa skill, that's the advertisement. And so like free delivery would be half of the advertisement. And I think that it would, people would remember it because of all the advertising that Google and Amazon are doing plus all of the radio stations that are doing that. And so I think that radio ads are probably um, still very valuable, um, and especially since we're doing it on voice and stuff. Um, but Facebook and Google are cheaper, I guess. YouTube videos are cheaper. You know, YouTube ads, what do you think? So anyways, that's what I have to add. Um, and so I wanted to discuss with you how uh, possible it is to give the information so we would give the customer's name and address and then phone number and then the phone number would become the new customer's password so they would have an email already associated with Alexa and then the phone number would be their password that creates an account with Dublin cleaners and then they can add to the manifest the problem is how do we transfer credit card information can we try to transfer credit card information and not and but or do we have to manually enter that information no matter what solution to that is have the customer do it themselves manually which would be extremely time consuming and they may not trust it over voice um, the second solution is having them write a note or something and put it on paper if they trust the cleaner but that's a little sketchy the third one could be that they enter it with the person when they're there um, or they do some sort of other solution but those are the only things I've come up with so, uh, and then after that marketing version where the customer can add themselves to the manifest, we would add every other feature on to then 
the like XYZ deluxe package for all these features that Pet wants to build out. So you, you've explained all the features that you've done and everything. Okay, so I think we're good. You need to add anything? Okay, all right, and uh, Mark, once you get this, you can go ahead and give me a ring. Um, my phone's open 24-7 for Mark Jones. <laughs>